Hello, Buglers. It's producer Chris, the man who edits the bugle. I'm going to have to do that again. The highest. The highest. The highest. The highest possible possible standard. To the highest possible standard. A man. Uh, uh, today on Top Stories, a man who managed to stick two fingers to the British establishment, yet still managed to come across as a bit of a dick. From 2008, it's Bugle 23. How is Mugabe losing a rigged election? Lead story this week and Rhodesia. Oh, sorry, Zimbabwe. <laughs> sorry, sorry, old habits. Zimbabwe's elections have been thrown into chaos this week, although, to be fair, that is the default state for elections <laughs> in Zimbabwe. It's just that usually that chaos involves voter intimidation, violated ballot papers, independent observers from the UN being thrown out of the country, and Robert Mugabe winning by a mathematically impossible margin. <laughs> All this has happened this time, except for the result part. Tensions are high as the results of the election have been delayed, and the opposition party, MDC, under leader Morgan Svangarai, are claiming that they have defeated Mugabe. Andy, you know that you are unpopular when an election you are rigging is still going against you. That's a bad result for Bob. Well, it's just unlucky, isn't it? You win some... Well, you win all of them, usually, and you lose none of them. But it does appear this is a bit of a turn-up for the books. There have been certain irregularities, for example, 8,000 residents apparently living in an area with no buildings, and 75 voters living in a single shack, which has raised certain alarm bells, and apparently the authorities in Florida are taking notes and learning from the masters. Well, that's right. I mean, Mugabe does have some signature techniques for rigging elections, Andy. And if you're planning on rigging an election in the near future, here are some of his tips for you. One, print surplus ballot papers. You are going to need these. You'll be filling them in in bulk later. And two, as you say, use ghost voters. Mugabe likes to use dead voters' names and have suspiciously large numbers of registered voters in rural areas. For instance, 8,000 people have registered to vote in a small area north of Harare where there are only 36 houses. Now... If we're going to give Mugabe the benefit of the doubt, that is just over 222 people per house. And we don't know how big those houses are. Maybe they are 36 massive houses. <laughs> we don't know all the details. Well, if they're these ghost photos, they could just be really haunted houses as well. So it's, enti- it's entirely possible. Why shouldn't ghosts have as much right to vote as us ordinary, non-ghost people? That is apartheid of the worst kind. One thing is for sure, and that is that Morgan Svangarai is in a significant amount of danger. Police have been raiding his offices, and there are claims that many of his party have gone into hiding. However, the Secretary-General of his party denied this, saying, Zimbabwe is a small country, so we are not going into hiding. We're just going to have to be extra cautious. (laughs) That is a man not saying we refuse to go into hiding, more, look, who are we kidding? Let's just cut out the hide part and let the seeking begin. (laughs) It's been a tough road to the top for uh, Big Morgan. Just a year ago, he suffered a fractured skull at the hands of uh, police, apparently. It shows how easy it is to be an opposition politician in uh, countries like Britain and America, John, which should count our lucky stars. Although there was, of course, that one time that John Major smashed Neil Kinnock's head repeatedly in the door of his Ford Fiesta just before the 1992 general election. Uh, in fact, Svangarai later appeared in court on charges of aggravated democracy and inflicting illegal bloodstains on Robert Mugabe's favourite baseball bat. And what's not to like about Robert Mugabe? Well, it turns out quite a lot. He is tyrannical, corrupt, and has absolutely mystifying views on homosexuality. <laughs> he once argued, if dogs and pigs do not do it, why must human beings? That's great <laughs> advice. But also, dogs and pigs don't work for a living, vote, or write poetry. We must immediately stop doing all of these things. <laughs> That's why Robert Mugabe is so strongly opposed to snooker in all <laughs> its right. forms.
<laughs> well, dogs do do that, though, Andy. Have you not seen the painting? Well, that's propaganda, John. By they put out by the M- well. that's put out by the MDC to discredit Mugabe. <laughs> the Zimbabwean ambassador has said, "Don't write Mugabe off." Well, no one is doing that. <laughs> The smart money is, well, for a start, the smart money is nowhere near Zimbabwe. (laughs) But who, let's remember, have 100,000% inflation per year. But the smart money, if it is, there is also still on Mugabe. You've got to have him down as favourite. He's like a horse who has a gun pointed at the horse he's racing against, (laughs) neighing, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. (laughs) I just hope, though, John, that the uh, Zimbabwean election doesn't spiral into the kind of violence and recrimination that we saw recently at Terminal 5 at Heathrow. <laughs> let's, let's just hope that it doesn't well, get that bad. I don't know if you remember, but uh, last, in last week's Bugle, I was uh, laughing about how I was going to have to fly out of Heathrow and how I would probably be delayed. And I turned up to Heathrow on Sunday to have my flight cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> and 11 hours later, I took off. So that joke very much boomeranged back on me. <laughs> Partially informed opinion news now, and a poll conducted by the Programme for International Policy Attitudes on behalf of BBC World Service has shown that fewer people think America are baddies than a year ago, but more still think they're baddies than think they're goodies. The US State Department official Kurt Volker has acknowledged that perceptions of America have been negative over recent years, but he claimed that 2003 and 2004 had been, quotes, an anomaly because of the Iraq war. In fact, the strength of world opposition to America's clearly well-intentioned constructive destruction of Iraq is a classic case of the exception really busting its nuts to prove the rule. History is, of course, littered with similar anomalies, uh, John. The survey at least proved that the world has got over its temporary little glitch in its perception of Germany, dating back to the, quote, peculiar set of circumstances in the 1930s and 40s. And British officials have argued that the fact that so many countries aggressively turfed us out was caused by a mutant strain of friendliness brought on by excessive gratitude for having the untidy extremities of their culture and population lopped off and neatened out and their more exciting wildlife transformed into home furnishings for safekeeping. We live in a world of anomalies, John. The world is starting to view the US more positively. What isn't currently clear is whether this is a genuine upturn or if this is just what happens when you hit rock bottom. The Titanic must have slightly bounced when it hit the seabed. (laughs) Even Pol Pot's popularity must have gotten to the point where it couldn't get any lower. The average percentage of people saying that the US has a positive influence on the world has risen from a shocking 31% to a massive 35%. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been that popular, Andy. That's like having ten people in a room with you and knowing that only six of them hate you. (laughs) And one of them is feeling 50-50 on it. (laughs) That sounds like my average gig. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr Volker uh, tearfully admitted, uh, everybody wants to be loved, he said, but then pulled himself together and added, but we're a superpower. We have large diplomatic reach and military reach, so naturally the world looks at the US with much greater attention than any other country in the world, and then stormed off to mop his mascara off his face. And this is true to an extent, John, although I would argue that if this large diplomatic and military reach uh, was not utilised quite so often for the purposes of reaching for stuff, then America might get away with it a bit more. (laughs) Uh, Perceptions of the US worsened over the last 12 months in only three countries on Earth. Canada, Lebanon and Egypt. Now... Lebanon and Egypt, I can understand, Andy, that has a political rationale over the things that the US has done to them recently. But Canada, 
Grow up, moose faces. <laughs> A recent poll by the New York Times and CBS discovered that 81% of Americans believe that the country is going in the wrong direction. And, of course, initially that seems like a lot of people until it hits you that that means 19% of people think that this is exactly what America should be doing at the moment. <laughs> what does this administration have to do to worry them? Kill the firstborn? What's it going to take to shake that confidence? Thanks for listening. Come see Alice Fraser and many other star buglers at the Edinburgh Fringe, including two live gargle shows. Tickets on sale now at thebuglepodcast.com and the Edinburgh Fringe's website. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.